Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Springleaf, the only podcast where an undercover cop shares his wire recordings with the public. The newly formed SW11 gang needed a clearly defined leader. With that in mind, our guest this week remains the greatest leader I have ever served under, both on his famed XFM radio show and the hit Dave show, Hypothetical. My TV boss, Josh Widdicombe. Tell them what just happened. What happens off air stays off air. He got me to pay his producer for the entire series. Uh, his producer? I have a name, pal. You never introduced yourself. You just called me a pipsqueak and told me to pony up. I was merely asking one of my superiors to help me out of a financial bind, and I'm extremely grateful, Josh. We'll dock it from your hypothetical wages. I'm going to buy a binaural microphone, do some holophonic shit. Josh Widdicombe, what do you think every good leader needs? Rock for a heart, dagger for a tongue, laptop for a brain. Ever been shot? What? He got his friend shot in the last episode, then tasered him to Kingdom Come. Oh my god. Did he, you know, go the way of the dodo? Certainly did. No, he survived, Josh. But Pat said, um... Pat believes the dodo faked its own extinction. We never saw a body, Adams. Yeah, I've mainly just seen cartoons, to be fair. Oh, great. Great, he's converted someone else. Perfect. I couldn't risk the SW11 gang figuring out Clark was alive, so needed to find somewhere for him to lay low. And, oh, Sally, did I know just the place. Welcome to Casa Kuma. Shoes off, dubs up. Thanks for doing this, Nish. You truly are a class act. Hey, when a friend's writing partner has his entire house demolished by mistake, I'm always happy to help. Lemon council, man, they're the worst. And I learnt that from your comedy. Full disclosure, I also said yes because this guy's a drug dealer, correct? He actually had to retire because all his drugs got demolished in his house. But that doesn't mean you won't have a ton of fun. Ugh, this place is a dump. Who the hell lives on a hillock? Clark, Nish is opening up his home to you, man. The only thing he should be opening is a window. The fog in here is something else. Tell me you didn't just walk into a solid wall of fog. It's fog central in here. It smells like it's alive. <laughs> Looks like we got ourselves a jerk. Turning up drugless, slagging off my fog, not bringing any drugs with him. Well, let's all try and keep an open mind here, guys. The only thing that should be open here... Is my ass while I push out farts 24-7? <laughs> Way ahead of you, boss man. Guys, please, I need you to trust me here. You're a good fit. Clark needs to stay indoors, and Nish needs to protect him from taser attacks. Why does this guy need to stay indoors? Is he on the lam? No, he just needs to get over his fear of being in a house that could be demolished at any second. Yeah, I have a phobia now, apparently. Are you telling me someone could demolish my house whenever they feel like it? Yep. No. Oh, oh, Christmas! Where's my calm down bong? Is it under these kimonos? Tracy, talk to me, darling. Daddy needs you! Uh, a weed head. Perfect. Can't wait to watch Dude Where's My Car 50 million times. This isn't what you think, Clark. I know you just learnt he has a bong named Tracy, but his comedy is extremely highbrow and he's terrific company to boot. Did someone say, Dude Where's My Car? Mm. 
20 spliff anniversary DVD, motherfucker. 20 spliff? That could be a legit number. We don't know. Hey, where's your car, dude? Dude? You dip back. You want me to say, dude, where's my car, to you? Yeah, and then I say, where's your car, dude? And we go back and forth. It's so fun. Yeah, I'm never doing that. Wow. First person not to do it. Clark really missed out there, actually. I love playing Dude, Where's My Car with Nish. And I have the audio to prove it. Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, Nish? Always a fun game. Apart from the time we tried to play it with a valet. Did he immediately tell you where your car was? Yep. Didn't even say dude at the end. And so I left Nish and Clark to get acquainted. Headed on over to SW11HQ, where things were kicking off big time. Welcome to the first round of this here Leader Off. Lawrence and Janet, you all go head-to-head, toe-to-toe in ten back-to-back leadership-based challenges. If you're neck-and-neck, we'll have a tiebreaker, maybe hand-to-hand combat, but in the end, we will have ourselves an official SW11 gang leader. Patrice Springloaf, enjoying today's activities? Just a bit. I think Huey could do TV warm-up, Donna. The crowd's going buck wild. Not as buck wild as they're going to go when, spoiler alert, Lawrence loses. Beg your sweet pardon? I can manipulate Janet a treat. Lawrence, not so much. That's why you and I are going to have to sabotage him to high heaven. Ooh, also, give me some mini cheddars. Can't watch a leader off without my cheds. Round one. Who can make a gang member cry the fastest? You're the worst officiator ever, Huey, and a crummy drug dealer. Why would you even say that? You know your approval means everything to me. First round goes to Lawrence. Yes! 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 Come on, boys! In the back! Yuck. I'm shouting Janet a Red Bull. You go over there and neg Lawrence something like, Wow, girls aren't normally very good at conning people, but you're almost adequate at it. You want me to say that to Lawrence? Also, I've changed my mind, and we're now like some jumbo cheddars. Today's a big day, and I'm a growing gal. Yeah, turns out jumbo cheddars are made up. I went to seven Tesco Expresses and one Sainsbury's local before I figured it out. Speaking of big cheeses, Josh Widdicombe, as a natural boss, have you ever faced a leadership challenge? I was worried Beckett might try it with parenting help, but he has been surprisingly submissive. Oh, 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 um, what about the last leg fella? Uh, yes, yeah, ah, oh, Adam Hills beat you on last leg and became the leader. I forgot about that. Right, he didn't beat me, he's just the host. Yeah, yeah, and you and Alex are his henchmen. Who decided that, that he'd be the leader and you two are the henchmen? Right, it was a long process, there were a lot of discussions, and we're not henchmen, we're co-hosts. Well, you're definitely not co-hosts. Hills is the one with a desk. Yeah, you and Brooke are just chipping from your soft chairs. Adam Hills is not my boss. Never has been, never will be, and I don't care if he listens to this and hears me say it. Having a boss doesn't make you any less of a person, man. Look at me. I have numerous bosses, and whenever they're in need, I'll happily come a running. Oh, great teal for the next clip, actually. Well, then let me put it this way. Sometimes even my bosses have bosses, and when they talk, everybody listens. Those chairs aren't as soft as they look, you know. Springleaf, thanks for coming in. Bit of a situation. Superintendent's poking his snout around the SW6 case and wants to ask you some questions. Nothing to worry about? I'm just going to need you to, under no circumstances, tell him that I infiltrated the gang with you. 
I'm not very good at lying, Chief. I was asked to neg Lawrence earlier, but told him he was my hero instead. Your whole job involves lying to people, Pat. You do it professionally. Well, comedians employ a little artistic licence here and there. Sure, I'll give you that, Angela. I'm referring to you being an undercover cop. Oh, but that's only lying to baddies, though. Lying to goodies is hard, especially when you consider that deep down, everyone's a goodie. Well, today you're lying for a goodie. Let's keep Auntie Ange out of the doo-doo, OK? All right, Auntie. I'll do my best. Thanks for coming in, Detective Springleaf. Yeah, thanks, Pat. And hello, by the way, for the first time today. Oh, Angela's joining us. That's fantastic. Not. So it's not fantastic Angela's joining us? No, it's wonderful. I'm a huge fan of this woman, and I'm definitely not looking to fire her the first chance I get. Uh, not. Right, if you say not at the end like that, that means you mean the opposite. So you would love to fire me, superintendent. You think I superintend to give you the old heave-ho? <laughs> Preposterous. Is this about me speaking my mind at the bring and share lunch? Talk to the hand, Angela, because the face doesn't like what you're saying and would prefer you to stop talking to it. You know you're meant to put your hand up when you say that. It doesn't work if you're folding your arms. Now, Springleaf, as you know, Detective Burbridge was shot by a tough name of Huey. How did this transpire? In your own words, Pat. Oh, you'd know all about using your own words, wouldn't you, Angela? Words like bland and salad and could and use and more and chickpeas. So this is about the bring and share? Well, Superintendent, the detective had been caught by the SW6 gang and outed as an undercover cop. Technically not lying, all that stuff happened. Didn't say it wasn't, Angela. Who caught him? One of the gang? Yes, uh, uh, a new member of the gang. The same one who discovered his identity? Yeah, uh, yeah, she, she knew he was a cop. I'm like Jim Carrey in Liar Liar, in the bit of the film where he's figured out how to get round the lies by admitting certain parts of the truth. Man, that is a clever film. She sounds like a laugh to me. Totally harmless. I'm going to need you to put a file together on this new gang member, Springleaf. If she's compromising our investigations, we need to keep a close eye and neutralise her if necessary. Don't want you taking one in the chest as well. OK, so uh, just to be clear, you'd like me to write a detailed report on this character and leave nothing out? No, you can leave some bits and pieces out. These things can be tricky. I honestly don't mind. Not! Include everything. Genuinely fell for that one. If there's nothing more, sir, I urgently need to be sick in the toilet. I'm in excellent health. I'm just so massively anxious that my body needs to purchase anxiety in the form of vomit. You're excused. Have a good one. Thank you, Superintendent. Auntie Angela. Why did we have to listen to that? So unnecessary. Uh, Sound quality was beautiful. No way I'm cutting that. All that talk about Clark getting shot had made me feel guilty as hell. I'd moved him in with Nish Kumar when I was the one who got him capped in the first place. So I headed on over to Nish's fuggy old hillock to make things right. Hey guys, I've given it some thought and Clark can come and stay with me. There's room for us both in the toll booth, as long as we remain standing at all times. So you've finally come to take me to your place, huh? Well, James, I've got one question for you. Where's your car, dude? 
Beg your sweet pardon? Dude, where's your car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's your car? Where's your car, dude? <laughs> dude, where is your car? Hold on, what happened? Why are you both happy now? What's happened is, we're bong bros, baby. My bullet wound was hurting, so Nish offered me a hit of old Tracy. Do you believe those demolition men shot him when they demolished his house? There is no load this government won't sing to. That's why I talk about them on stage in my comedy. You guys are friends now? I'm so relieved. Yep. Best friends. Wait, what? I thought I was both of your best friends. That, that's still the case, right? Uh, well, you got me shot and you played a bunch of pranks on Nish for your stupid TV pilot. Yeah, man. Clark told me everything. Was it worth it, James, having your friend eat a taser so you could get a lousy TV series? No, because the channel still haven't got back to us and we might not make it past the pilot stage. Oh, man. That taser gave me a high like you wouldn't believe. I tried licking a bug zapper, but it wasn't the same. You know what? I don't think I will be moving into your toll booth, James. Not unless it's full of weed and Nish lives there instead of you. Fuck out! Imagine if we all lived in each other's houses. Like if I'm in your house and you're in my house, then whose houses are they really? Who lives in a house like this? <laughs> Crossman, you got done! Oh, hey, you, you, you know what this calls for? Uh, you load up the DVD player and I'll load up the weedy weed player. Uh, excuse me for one second, gentlemen. Oh boy, now I know how Adam Hills must feel when he sees you and Brooker getting on so well on the soft chairs. I wouldn't know anything about soft chairs, Pat. Uh, I feel like the listeners should know, Widdicombe's had a desk delivered to the studio and is sitting behind it away from us in the corner. I didn't know you saw Nish as your best friend on the comedy circuit. Oh, I mean, more joint best friend, really. With whom, may I ask? Ed Stevenson Gamble. Pretty boy Gamble, are you serious? I can confirm that most of his wire recordings were of him talking on the phone to Ed Gamble like an excited little schoolboy. <laughs> oh, oh, you're so funny, Ed. <laughs> no way, James. You're the funniest guy out of all of my friends. No, you're the funniest guy out of all my friends times a million. You're the funniest guy out of any friends times a million and one. Hey, hey, hey. Where's your car, dude? Uh, d- dude, where's my car? Right, well, yeah, Brooker and I got on really well on the soft chairs, actually. We have a massive laugh every week, and I absolutely love it. Back at SW11HQ, the leader-off was in full swing. I'd been coming and going, but Donna and I were sabotaging Lawrence at every turn. I felt awful, but she got me over a barrel, and I had to do what I was told. Like Josh has to do with Adam Hills. Edit that bit out. That is bullshit. Seven goes to Janet. No, not fair. My lighter didn't even work. (coughs) Excuses, excuses, Lawrence. (coughs) I won. (coughs) Accept it. (coughs) Sorry, boss. The challenge was, who looks the coolest smoking a cigar? The lighter's on you. I I thought you'd be on my side, Huey. If memory serves, you also thought I was a crummy drug dealer. Starting to feel guilty, Donna. Why? Because we swapped this lighter with the clicker for a PowerPoint presentation? I'd like to quickly take this opportunity to apologise to uh, Mr Vern Stanley, who was attempting to deliver a talk on mindfulness in the building next door. As I understand, the slides rushed by at light speed and he burnt his thumb five times in the confusion. We're sabotaging a good man, Donna. I once forgot my wallet at Uncle Sammy's ice cream parlour. Without hesitation, Lawrence bought me a cookie dough ice cream sandwich the size of my face. He even told the waitstaff it was my 30th birthday when it wasn't, just so they'd throw in some sparklers. 
They stuck him in the ice cream sandwich all the way around. Thirty of them, fizzing like a Catherine wheel on Guy Fawkes Eve, the heat steadily baking the cookie dough. The sparks made it impossible to get anywhere near the sandwich and the ice cream melted almost instantly, but the cookies tasted okay once it was safe to approach them, which technically it never is. You should never return to a lit ice cream sparkler, even after it's gone out. Oh, what a moving story. Speaking of ice cream, replace Lawrence's knife with a mini milk or I'll tell everyone you're a cop. But he's really going to need his knife in the next round. Spring-a-ling-a-ding-dong, wake up. None of your bosses give two hoots about you. Not Lawrence, not Angela, not the promoters at Laugh Out London. It's time to look after number one, which is me, by the way. I'm number one. Switch the knife. All I could get was jumbo milks, but fine. Whatever you say, boss. Yeah, best stop the tape there. The next round was pretty grim. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you thought the vomit audio was disturbing. You've never heard a man attempt to carve a turkey with a jumbo milk. Sorry, the next round is who can carve the best turkey? The leader always carves the turkey at Christmas. That's universal. But, needless to say, Donna had given me a lot to think about. As I made my way to the police station, her words were ringing around in my brain. None of your bosses give two hoots about you. Not Lawrence, not Angela. Spring going to ding dong. Not Angela. Many milk, 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 milk. Adams, that sounded absolutely lush. Yeah, bought a couple of reverb plugins with the money Josh paid me. I've added it to some stuff later in the episode and all. You specifically told me you needed the money for rent. Yeah, I rented the plugins. Satisfied? Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Springleaf, thank you for joining me again. As you can see, Police Chief Angela has decided to give us the room, so won't be sitting here making a nuisance of herself for the whole meeting. Not, she's right there, and is already annoying me. Do you think that's a new saying? People saying not? Because I asked some of the younger cops, and they said that no one says that anymore. Pat, do you have the report on this rogue gang member? Shouldn't have thought so. Right here, sir. Pretty hefty folder. You must have used a humongous font. Can't imagine there'd be enough information to fill a folder that size. I have also recorded an audiobook version if you'd prefer, Superintendent. No, this'll do nicely. Everything's in here, every last detail. Yes, Superintendent. Everything's in there. Hold up. What's that mean? Like, everything, everything? As in, 
everything, everything, everything? How many everythings we talking? Oi, hands off the file, Angela. Don't touch what you can't afford. I just think I should proofread it first. In case of spelling mistakes, Detective Springleaf once wrote a report referring to himself as a lolisman. That was on purpose, though. I'm a policeman pretending to be a comedian, hence lolisman. I'm afraid I don't know what lol means, which is odd as I'm usually up on my modern slang. Angelo, I'm sorry. I couldn't lie. I had to include the full story. You're the worst nephew ever. I'd actually forgot about her calling herself Auntie Ange earlier, so I was super confused when she called me her nephew. There's a dedication on the first page. For Angela. Sorry about this. What's Springleaf talking about, Angela? Sounds like an excuse to fire you. Going to take full advantage if so. Don't read that file, boss. Read something else instead. A book, maybe. The the Discworld series is brilliant. Work your way through those before you start on that. You're the new gang member. Oh, God, I didn't think you'd read it while we're still in the room. This is a heart-wrenching read. What is it about poor Springleaf that makes every chief want to screw him over? Don't compare me to Rittenberger. That guy was corrupt. I just accidentally screw Springleaf over when my japes get out of hand. I don't give a flying fuck into a rolling donut while you screw Springleaf over. You're fired. Get the hell out of this station and never come back. Your career as a cop is over. Not? Uh, Are you going to say not? You always say not? Nope. Somebody told me it was uncool. Bye-bye, Angela. Maybe your replacement will appreciate a good chickpea salad when he tastes one. Or she? No, it'll be a man. Hope you're happy, Pat. This job was the only thing I ever loved. What a way to find out it never loved me back. Oof. What a line, man. Oh, goosebumps every time. Oh, who remembers the Goosebumps books? We should have more nostalgia chat on the pod. People love that. Which Goosebumps book scared you the most? Mine was The Furby Who Eats Human Hearts. So, you snitched on your boss. Had to, man. Back against the wall. Oh, mine was My Local Librarian is a Demogorgon. I see. Hey, do you remember the XFM house rules from back in the day? Sure. Always keep the waves a-rocking. There's no such thing as bad banter. Do a phone-in every five seconds. And never slag off the Arctic Monkeys. On or off air? Oh. Uh, yeah, that's ringing the bell. Yeah, I bet it is, mate. It's the one you dobbed me out for breaking. Matt Dyson told me, you snitched to Top Brass because I said Alex Turner was only the second best songwriter of his generation. Even though I had put Carl Barat at number one, they still put me through the ringer. It's why we lost the show. Oh, I, I drank an entire bowl of punch at that Biffy Clyro gig. I didn't know what I was saying, Josh. Anyway, I'm making it up to you now, aren't I? No, because you've not played my new advert yet. <sighs> Fine. Adams... Got a long journey planned? Factoring in the odd pit stop? Wondering which services have the best facilities? Then look no further. Join me, Rob Beckett. And me, Josh Widdicombe, as we review motorway toilets from Land's End to John O'Groats. Two peas in a podcast. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, that's better. My experience with Angela made me realise I needed to value the friends who wouldn't ask me to lie to the superintendent. The loyal friends, the faithful friends, the friends who'd take a bullet for you. The friends who'd take a bullet for themselves when you get them shot. I had to stop taking these people for granted and fess up when I messed up. In short, 
I needed to make things right with Clark and Nish. Guys, I got something I need to say. Would you uh, mind pausing the game for a second? James, one does not merely pause Banjo-Kazooie. It is Banjo-Kazooie that pauses us. Oi! Jam Jars was teaching us how to aim eggs! Look, I know I let you both down lately. I was a short-sighted jerk. Clark, I got you shot in the chest and you could have died. Nish, I tricked you into eating a taser by hiding it in a meatball sub and you could have died. Neither of you deserve that. You deserve a friend who considers your feelings. A friend who always has your back instead of constantly serving his own selfish interests. I vow that from this day forth, I will be that friend. The banjo to your kazooie. The dude to your car. The meatball to your subs. Sorry to bring up meatball subs again. All good. What I'm saying is, I'll never nearly get either of you killed ever again. Oh man, you don't need to stress. Yeah, you messed up, but... Sita, Evelyn, we've been looking all over for you. Dude, we got a freaking series! What? It's true. They were ready to fire you both and flush the whole project down the bog. But I challenged that thinking, and now, thanks solely to me, you and Evelyn are the hosts of the hottest new prank show on the planet. Yahoo! Serpico, did you hear the news? We did it, buddy! James? Let's hit the town and get cocktails. The drinks are on me. I'll bring you for them after. Sounds yes, good to yes, this yes. TV presenter. Any dear friends we want to invite? No way. Dream team only. Let's go. Woo-hoo. Only joking. Only joking. Only joking. I'm the king of the world. Astonishing. I think only having the audio doesn't fully do the moment justice. From what I remember, Clark and Nish were pretty jazzed for us too. Oh, I have Clark's wire recording. Well, only if you think it's necessary. I certainly do, yeah. Friends we want to invite? No way! Dream team only! Let's go! Woo-hoo! Only joking. Only joking. Only joking. What a fucking dickhead. Yeah, that's pretty cut and dry. Josh, got anything else you want to advertise before you go? Yeah, I've got something I'd like to advertise. A job. I'm looking for a reliable and trustworthy comedian to co-host a panel show with me on Dave. No experience required. Just be a decent human being and not a little backstabbing liar. (laughs) I mean, would it be crude of me to throw my own hat in the ring here? Yeah. Because you're the one they're replacing, dipshit. You're fired from hypothetical, if it wasn't clear. Oh, snap. Wait, so am I for real fired or just hypothetically fired? I'm never sure with that show. It's so confusing. For real fired, you squealing little piglet. I thought that show had stopped anyway. Yeah, I don't think anyone's told him. I'll break the news when he calms down and unfires me later. Yeah, that'll be nice for him. A lot of feelings in this episode, Adams. I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a bit of guilt knocking around the old heart, especially regarding Lawrence. I'd popped in and out of the leader off, assisting Donna's sabotage, and if it wasn't for us, Lawrence would have thrashed Janet ten to nothing. I got back from my celebratory cocktails, determined to stick up for myself and tell Donna what was what. Uh, I love Prank TV. 
So put another dime in the jukebox, baby. I love playing TV. So put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Where the crap have you been? I have to sabotage the slice of best garlic with a razor blade round all by myself. I've been out celebrating with 11 bowls of punch. You're looking at the new Angelina Jolie. I meant Dom Jolly. I was hammered. Well, get it together, Angelina. They drew five each. They're about to start a friggin' tiebreaker thanks to you. Ah, uh, leave me alone. Whoa, watch your tone, little manatee. I ain't salabashing diddly shit. You talk a big game, Donna. Saying you're a lone wolf, don't need anyone else. But you keep conning these gangs. Why that? You like feeling part of a group, even if it pretend. That is truth. You are more like a lonely wolf. Admit it. You are a lonely wolf. Confess. James, James, will you keep it down, will you, mate? We're, we're in the middle of something. One second, Lowy, my lad. Just stick it up for myself over here. Shut your no-good piece of shit mouth, eh, Carstar? You've been fucking about all leader off. Coming and going as you please, letting your fellow gang members run everything without you. Hang your head in shame, you rag. And remember who the fuck you're talking to. I'm sorry, Janet. It won't happen again. And the winner of Bollock Allowed Gang Member is... Janet! (laughs) Which means... Oh, God. I can hardly bring myself to say it. Which means... Which means that Janet is the new and official leader of the SW11 gang! (laughs) 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 Super sweet work, Spring Tits. Right down to the giblets, though. Ah, gonna grab a celebratory punch bowl if you know anywhere decent. <laughs> chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. Now, my first action as leader is to banish my vanquished foe. Bad up, Lawrence. Pack your bags, loser. Lawrence, I'm so sorry, man. So am I, James. So am I. Time was I could do those challenges in my sleep, but... Today, I couldn't even make someone an offer they couldn't refuse. Donna and I advised him to offer gluten-heavy snacks to Big Roy. Big Roy's a celiac. He repeatedly refused. By the tiebreaker, I had no confidence left. I couldn't have bollocked you if I wanted to. You didn't want to? Of course not. You're one of my best lads. Sayonara, eh, Caster? This job was the only thing I ever loved. What a way to find out it never loved me back. Here it comes. Oh, 
Spring League was written by and starred James Acaster. It featured the voices of Chloe Petz, Donald Gleason, Ed Gamble, Evelyn Mock, Finn Wolfhard, Jason Forbes, Kath Hughes, Kima Bob, Natalie Cassidy, Nathaniel Metcalf, Nish Kumar, Pat Cahill, Phil Wang, Rob Beckett, Sharon D. Clark, and Sindhu V. And our studio guest was Josh Whittaker. Extra jokes were by Cellular AB, Jen Ives, Ken Cheng, Matthew Crosby, Rose Johnson, and Tucson Douglas. Massive thanks to everyone who backed the Kickstarter, including executive producers Brian F. Ottin, Heather Peteroy, Janine Giswaldo, Mel Stacey, and Stephen Bailey. And also to Acast for having us as part of the Acast Creator Network. Original music is by Namdi, and sound design is by Charlie Brandon King. The assistant producers were Katie Sayer and Michaela Carmichael. The producer was Lindsay Fenner, and Springleaf is a Mighty Bunny production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.